Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hey, y'all. Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season... We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the Best of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon Podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weeknight from 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. Eastern, 7 to 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every night on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the Best of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon on Fox Sports Radio. Two things happened today that made me think, okay, they're living in reality and they're also living on Mars. First, you had Cole Beasley, Cowboys wide receiver, who is sick and tired of people blaming Dak Prescott's weapons for not getting open, the Cowboys not scoring points, and Dak Prescott's (laughs) general awful play. Cole Beasley. This is Cole Beasley. He's the second wide receiver to raise his hand and say, hold on now. Who actually said today, hold on a second, we're getting open. Look at the tape. We're getting open. There's a lot of ways and reasons why wide receivers don't get the football. Now he's realizing, okay, i got to backtrack a little bit here because I'm Cole Beasley. And he said, <laughs> but we're getting open. So he's like, don't blame us. It's not our fault. We'll, we're getting open. We're just not getting the football. Now that is true. Antonio Brown can say, I'm not getting the football when you lead the league in targets and you don't believe him. But when the Cowboys don't score points and you have the wide receivers say we're getting open – there's something there. Well, you'd already had Alan Hearns do it once. 
Now Beasley is fighting yeah. with people on Twitter. Yeah. I'm not taking it's shots at anybody. Jag There's so many variables. Things. We're open now, guys. When, when talking open. about the lack of production with passing game, I'm simply defending the wideouts in our room. We're getting open when people are, are trashing us, saying we aren't. People keep going. It's like, chill before you get cut too with a crying, laughing emoji he responds with. They wouldn't dare. <laughs> Look, we talked about this before the season. Dak Prescott is a jag. He is just a guy. He is just a quarterback. He is the quintessential player who peaks as a freshman and is the same player the rest of his time in college, except he's actually regressed in the NFL. What I see when I watch the Cowboys on Sunday is that he still doesn't look like he knows what kind of quarterback he wants to be yet. Like, he's still trying to figure out, you know, is he a guy that can take off and run? He's got, he's got to stay in the pocket. What is he? And I, I get that sense he's still trying to figure out what his identity needs to be. The NFL has figured him out a bit, and he hasn't readjusted yet. When you get pressure on him, he loses his mind. He is not the same quarterback. And look, not anybody, not everybody is the same quarterback, but you just get pressure around him, and you see him. He becomes more scattershot. He throws the ball high, wide. He is not accurate. He does not have that cool, in-the-pocket, under-pressure thing going on with him. His ceiling could be like a Russell Wilson type. I think if he did run a little bit more, did take off and let his legs buy him out of trouble, then I think things could slow down a little bit for him. But he just doesn't run enough. He needs to run a little bit more. Okay, rather than sit here and and there's pressure behind me, if I take off and run, a five-yard gain is much better than me overthrowing a pass and for no yards. I mean that, Or even a three-yard gain is better than me doing that. And I will get a little bit more confidence, and maybe teams will back off a little bit with rushing me, knowing that I could tuck the football and run. Well, and you look at Russell Wilson. Look at what he did with receivers beyond Doug Baldwin, guys you're trying to make happen. Tyler Lockett shows great flashes of, of brilliance, but then disappears. Uh, Jimmy Graham was either a boom or bust when he was there as their tight end, right? He had a big double-digit touchdown season, and then he disappeared the next, and obviously he didn't want to do anything engaging in blocking. And their offensive line has always been Civ-like. And since Marshawn Lynch left, the running back by committee approach, right, they finally committed to Carson this past week, uh, much to the chagrin of fantasy owners who couldn't trust Pete Carroll as far as they could throw him uh, in that regard. But for the Dallas side of things, no Travis Frederick has just been absolutely huge for them. The offensive line play was down last year and certainly has really taken a step back. So you go back to where Dak Prescott was at his best. Ezekiel Elliott running through mm-hmm. you know, crater-sized holes and then plenty of time in the pocket because of the respect of the run game not to mention Witten and Des Bryant still there. So we still get back to a little bit of the supporting cast. But once that offensive line goes, Russell Wilson's still an, you know, he's an innovative guy. He's still trying to make plays and extend plays. And right now with Dak, we're, we're not seeing that. We're still seeing a, a little bit of the deer in the headlights trying to keep it between the pockets. I don't know if he'd been told too many times of, hey, we need you to be a more traditional drop bag guy. Screw that. Get to the edge. Give these guys a chance to break containment so Cole Beasley can back up some of his tough talk with some stats. There's many guys who would look like a really good quarterback when you play behind the best offensive line in well, football. Yeah, but that's, that's it. Exactly Two years ago was. was a beautiful thing, right? And missing Travis Frederick, I wonder if it just his absence isn't the key to it all, that it just made everybody else just fall apart. Now, since that's the realistic look right now at how close the Cowboys are to implosion that wide receivers are taking on Dak Prescott, Jerry Jones wants you to know that things are absolutely fine with the Cowboys. In fact, 
He's comparing them to another offense in the NFL. I like our offensive line when it stacks up against the Rams. I think it's fair to say we both got good running. (laughs) You could just hear people. I could picture people listening to the show laughing as soon as Jerry Jones said, we stack up with the Rams. Uh, uh, I like how he got all mad at the the, the radio guy as he's talking to him. It's so ridiculous. (laughs) Like, no, the Rams are infinitely better. Of course right? they They're are. playing chess, and you're playing remedial checkers right now. Uh, but Jerry Jones wasn't done. Actually, they're playing Connect Four. I it's a hell of a game. A little bit more. Uh, but Jerry Jones wasn't done, because really, the Rams are who the Cowboys are. I remember Goff when he first came in. They were uh, kind of uh, uh, moved him along at a, uh, a little slower pace than Dak got to come in. But I know we've been just as proud of Dak as uh, uh, those that are uh, Ram fans have been proud of their quarterback. See, we're the Rams. We're the Rams. What are you talking about? Don't look at the record. Don't look at the talent. We're the Rams. Now, just come on, really. Speaking into existence. He's going LeVar Ball. LeVar Ball gave that up and put it into the universe. Jerry Jones grabbed that, and he's running for daylight. Let's have one more of Jerry Jones saying we're really the Rams. He shouldn't come out and visit my monkey. Oh, no. (laughs) When it's all said and done, that's at least a winning proposition right now for the Dallas Cowboys. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon. Trust me. The Cowboys are this close to an implosion. It could be Jason Garrett getting fired. It could be more. Dak Prescott really stinks, and we need to look for another quarterback. They are this close to it because that's how bad they are. And who told you the Cowboys are going to be really bad this year? I forget. Was it? Oh, right. It was us. Yeah. Yeah, no, they had that one. No question about it. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. The brand new Associated Press rat rankings for this week. And before you think, what do you mean, bad pe-? No, no, no. These are rankings of the cities with the most powerful rats. Something we've stumbled on here the last couple of weeks, and now, well, when we have rat news, we have to update the rankings. No, that's right. It's rat business on Friday night. What cities have the most powerful rats this week? Three cities in the spotlight. There is the city of Chicago, because on Wednesday night- The city of big shoulders, my friend. I mean, look, big rat population in Chicago. They've been called the- uh well, the, the leader of the pack. You're the New York of the Midwest. That's what it is. The leader of the pack the New- in far of rat, rat rats. Yeah, that's right. Uh, fans in the bleachers in Wrigley Field decided the game wasn't interesting, or at least not as interesting as a rat trying to make a jump from the fence to a berm of grass. It doesn't make it. The rat's going to try again. Sad when the game turns into a rat race. The fans are all excited. (laughs) The rat makes it. No one cares what's going on. I think Rizzo hit a grand slam. No one cares. Jason. And then this guy started yelling at the rat. So a big week for Chicago Rats. That's that a pretty rat, big deal right there. A big viral sensation at Wrigley Field on Wednesday night. Do you night. think they were taking bets as to whether the rat was going to make it? Uh, I'll oh bet yeah, you a sure. nice tall Budweiser. Sure. I bet that rat does. I bet the rat makes it. I bet the rat doesn't. I'll bet it's- you two old styles against your Budweiser and you with your crappy craft beer over there. You want some action too? So the rat has been the big star of the week. 
Is it enough to get Chicago Rats to the number one spot over New York Rats? It is not. Because the Atlantic magazine put out a study this week with video proving that cats are actually afraid of the rats in New York City. You think cats are great rat catchers? Not in New York. A scientific study done. I mean, I don't know how many millions of rats would do a scientific study on that cats really back away and don't care about going after the large rats in New York City. It's one grainy black and white video is one of my favorites. You got this cat sitting there. The rat kind of looks at him and just scurries right past. Not afraid. I mean, they've made they they are now unafraid of cats. That's a really that's a big really deal. big rat too. Yeah, I mean those. I mean, really, it's New York City rats. Still, the size and the and the sheer number. So, New York City rats keep the number one spot over to Chicago rats. Though the I would say the gap is narrowed. So I would say in the voting, it wasn't so much that the New York City was dominant. I would say maybe they got 17 first-place votes, and maybe the Chicago Rats got like eight first-place votes. But now we have another city trying to jump in and also receiving votes this week, my friend. Jumping up. The Oakland Rats, right? (laughs) We're going to wait until after Sunday to see how that goes. Lansing, Michigan, third most powerful Rats of the week after this story from the Lansing State Journal. Lois Fagion, 87-year-old woman, lives in her house. Her home has been invaded by rats, and she needs help getting them removed. House hasn't been maintained very well since her husband died about 20 years ago, and they brought pest control to her house, and they informed her that, well, we'll get rid of the rats, but we'll kill the rats, but you have to get rid of them and dispose of them. And she was like, what do you mean? So they put traps around the house to catch the rats, and they would catch the rats. The rats are squealing and everything, and they said, you have to get rid of them. And she was like, well, that's not humane. I don't want to do that. So what did she do? She said, I've been killing rats with a hammer. Yeah, gets them caught in a trap and then hammers them out. She's running around with a hammer. She's been doing this for 20 years, though, my friend, because her husband died 20 years ago. I mean, this this is like a horror movie. This is like one woman, you know, it's like arachnophobia except rats. Yeah, a lot of rat traps across the property. And then they have pictures in this story that I'm going through the photo array uh, with a hammer that has rat hair all over it. Yeah, she should uh, step her game up and get one of those things that Gallagher uses to smash watermelons. <laughs> See, I'm just picturing her like I mean, four. a hammer, you barely get yeah. a cockroach with a hammer. No, no, no. She's running around I'm like I'm sorry, did four. you say cockroach? You say you said cockroach. Yeah, a hammer bounces off cockroaches these <laughs> days. It's a cockroach. Well, no, I mean, they are super not, predators. Not if it's Thor's hammer. Nuts forged from a dying star. Oh, nicely done. And she's got done. the wings on her helmet. And she's knocking off rats all over her house. Get That's her a, a supersized deal. Harley Quinn mallet sent down there. Uh, do you want to hear from Lois Fadge? Oh, I would love to. She's not very happy that she has to actually do this in her house. Well, she's doing all oh, the mother work. Oh, my God, you're 87 years old. That's what the rats tell her. You're 87. <laughs> Lois, you're 87 years old. Why are you doing this? She's doing all the wet work herself. I, You know what? Anything worth doing. You can't can't farm it out. Can't farm it out. I tell you what, out. that is tough. So there are your official rat rankings for the week. New York keeps the top spot, though it's a little bit closer with Chicago because of the Wrigley Field rat. I don't know. That Wrigley but, Field rat had some extra betting on it. Yeah, but you figure out that I'm mean, coming. It's on. moving. Mar- Merchant commerce party. Cats are not afraid of rats in New York City. I mean, cats are the. I mean, you grow up thinking, okay, cats catch rats. Now they don't. I bet you the rats rise up and start eating cats now. Watch out. Watch out. That sounds like a nice horror movie for sci fi. They'll turn Tom and Jerry into Jerry and Tom. That's where that's going to go. Ah! 
And coming in third this week, the Rats of East Lansing, Michigan. Go Spartans. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show with my best friend Mike Harmon, live from the Geico Studios. And tonight, hearing a lot of Jefferson Airplane on the show tonight. Marty Ballin, co-founder of Jefferson Airplane, passed away at the age of 76. It's too soon, bro. Marty I still Ballin haven't heard who, the, we built this city. We're not going to hear that. No, this is Jefferson Airplane, not Starship. Not that whatever they try to do with Mickey Thomas and we built this city. We are not going to play. Can we play Starship Troopers? Uh, oh, well, that we can play, sure. Okay, But we're cool. not playing, we built this city. Was that Casper Von Diem? And Dina Meyer. Casper yeah. and Dean, who started the movie like as a private and ends ends it hey. because everybody dying battlefield promotions, he ends it like as a general. Hey, life comes at you fast sometimes. Is buddy. he even still acting, Casper Van Dien? Is, I mean, oh, is I'm really sure. still doing it? I don't know. Let's take a look. Mm. Filibuster. Um, Marty Ballin, 76 years of age. Jefferson Airplane. We're going to play all the psychedelic stuff, all the fun stuff, but no starship. This guy's got 10 movies in post-production, buddy. Casper Van Dien? Oh, he's everywhere. Yeah, but are they all made for TV movies? I don't know. Like, are, are they? Are they? Are they Amazon? He was Cyclops two releases. Deadpool the musical. I mean, two? let's be real, guys. <laughs> the only reason anybody ever watched that movie was for Denise Richards. That, well, that's uh, true. There was yeah. also the Starship Troopers: Traitor of Mars that came out last year. Yeah, there was that. There was that. Cold Classics with Casper Van Dien. How about that? Uh, yeah, I forgot Denise Richards and Dina Meyer both in that film. Yeah, a lot of you lot really of forgot that. I, I well, because no. you know I love Dina Meyer. I forgot that. Yeah, it was bad job by you. It was it was uh, Charlie Sheen's ex wife. Did forget about that. Um, is that where you're supposed to yell winning? No. <laughs> How no. long ago was that? That win- <laughs> It was was it like 2012? It's, it seems the like a lifetime ago. Truth though. tour. Ready went on that winning People Tiger thought, Blood. Oh, I could. Penny called in to. To Dan and Dan Patrick's show. Hey, congratulations on the Marconi guys. Well done. And uh, Marconi does not play the Mamba. Listen to the radio. We're not going to play. We built this city on rock and roll. <laughs> I tried, but not doing it. Not doing it. But uh, yeah. So rest in peace, Marty Ballin. Jefferson Airplane music all night. Two other legends we wave farewell to. One. We're kind of waving farewell to again. It's a kind of long goodbye. Bye, but uh, Bryce Harper posted a very cryptic message on his Instagram page earlier today. After playing his final home game, he put up a picture of himself waving to the Washington fans with the caption, to the fans and city of D.C., thank you. Now, let me just say this. There's nothing cryptic about that. No, no, it's not. This is him saying, I am leaving. I will not be here. Because you know what? You can do this on the day you sign someplace else. You can say, hey, you know what? Before I I dry the ink on my new contract with the Yankees, because they're going to give me $300 million or the Giants, most likely where I think he's going to wind up. Uh, let me make sure I post a goodbye to Washington. Why post a goodbye when they're still playing games and the season's not even over yet? It's like, listen, why don't I let you guys use it? I'm leaving. I mean, I'm, I'm leaving. Uh, this is not one of those, oh, maybe, no, no, I'm leaving. I mean, I'm out the door. I am leaving right now. Just so you know, I am leaving. I will not be here. I'm, I am walking out. I got my keys. I got, I'm walking out. Well, it's a final. And, and you're figuring it's a Friday. So most people aren't going to pay attention the next two days because they're off watching college football or the NFL. So this is your last attempt to to grab on to their attention because they, they don't care. 
I'm Cause, leaving. Because by the end of the weekend, I'm they've leaving. moved on. They're trying to figure out Washington's got a bye with this week. Will Alex Smith and Jay Gruden figure things out? I mean, there's a lot going on there. Uh, not to mention some other stuff around that region, but we'll save that for another time. I mean, Bryce Harper is so far off the radar. This is just the last uh, last goodbye. No, but I mean it. I'm leaving. I mean, guys, I'm going. I, I'm really, I'm out the door. I'm leaving. Okay. Okay, bye. We're more interested to see with whether Max Scherzer pitches on Sunday <laughs> as a red ass to try to screw with the Rockies as necessary. I think that's a better story. The other goodbye, I mean, this is a real goodbye. The dignity of the UCLA football program. Well, no, that's a goodbye we'll get to in about five minutes. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, tomorrow will be the final game of David Wright's Major League Baseball career. Decided to call it quits. Captain America, a couple weeks ago, we found out he was going to play one more game, and then he's going to retire. He'll play a few innings tomorrow, get a couple of at-bats, but tonight, at City Field, surprisingly, David Wright pinch hit in the Mets' loss to the Marlins. How did it go? David Wright just announced as a pinch hitter, and the crowd has responded. He is measuring his swing on the grass to the left of the batting area before stepping into the batter's box. Many in this crowd are on their feet. David acknowledges something presumably nice said to him by J.T. Real Muto. And for the first time in 854 days, Arena to David Wright. Fastball hit on the ground left side. Picked by Anderson, the third baseman. Throws low to first, and Wright is out. One man away. Howie Rose, Mets Radio Network on the call. David Wright's only at bat. As he even said, he doesn't know how much he has left. He's only going to play a couple of innings because he has done the spinal stenosis, many injuries um, ending, combining to end his Major League Baseball career, but he will have one more game. After the game tonight, very emotional as he looks at the end of his career. New Jersey Tragic is the absolute <laughs> oh, worst. No. I'm not going to get to the game now because they are incompetent. Incompetent. They tell Chuck G. Can you imagine if he doesn't get there tomorrow? Oh, yeah. If he missed his final game because of the... the seven train, Jason. <laughs> How about that? That's going to be awful. If he doesn't get there to the game, can you imagine? Uh, we're holding up the start of the game because the seven train still hasn't come in from Flatbush. First pitch swinging didn't savor the moment at all. Well, I don't know. I don't know how he's going to look batting. I, I you look the guy hasn't faced live pitching in a while. He hasn't played. I think if he sees a ball, he feels he can get a bat on. He's just going to swing. Well, out. that's what he did. But I, I would have liked him to soak it up a little bit. Maybe point well, he's got to, tomorrow. Maybe he's got point tomorrow. to the left field, ble- you know, the bleachers, and and say, "Hey, here we're going." You know, the one thing I want to say is this about David Wright: is that yes, he's part of a dying breed, a player who's going to play his entire major league baseball career with one team. And when I knew David Wright was never going to really play again, I remember saying, "Look, he's not going to play again. There's no way. We're just we're ju- we're just going to keep." seeing this come back, trying to come back until he realizes he can't and he just retires and the Mets can move on. But clearly, the lack of his presence has been so missed by the Mets because even when he was in and out of the lineup in 2015, 2016, the Mets made a run, they went to the playoffs, went to the World Series, then went to the playoffs, and then he got hurt. And what happened? The Mets went in a complete tailspin that they continued to go in this year. They have missed his leadership. They are now not relevant. They have been, at points, embarrassing this season. It has been really, really difficult 
for the Mets to get past not having David Wright around. And that's something that I didn't foresee happening. I didn't foresee them missing him this much that everything goes into disarray. But when you don't have a leader and no leader steps up, you're going to miss a guy like that. And they miss David Wright's day-to-day impact or at least being around the team. Look, I remember when we interviewed Wilmer Flores on the show. I forget the big walk-off home run. Mm -hmm. Mets went to the World Series, but they beat the Nationals at the beginning of it. I remember him saying, yes, things are great right now, and David's on the way back. And David, because he was on the DL, he was coming back. It was still, everything is about David Wright. Everything's about Captain America coming back and playing, leader of the WBC teams for the United States when he played in. And that's something that I didn't count for, account for. And a lack of leadership is a really, really big deal. And the Mets just have not had it since he walked out and unable to play. You know what? I'm going to give a couple of, a little bit of applause for him, and that's great. And now I'm going to indict the rest of that roster for being a bunch of sorry sacks that couldn't pick themselves up and, and rally. That that void is still there. He hasn't been really active in three freaking years, and there's there's nobody to pick that up? That's pathetic. From your manager to the guys in the dugout, That it's shameful that you can still stay. You know what? Hasn't been the same. The guy was a 38, 37, and hasn't played since 2016. And that void is still there. They suck. That's awful. There's so many levels of failure in that organization. It's an indictment on the rest of the players. From all of your beloved pitchers that we've had to celebrate every fifth day, going back to Matt Harvey Day until they ran him out of town and everybody else running around. You know, Jacob DeGrom, I'm taking his Cy Young away. If he can't be a leader and unite that clubhouse, I'll see him in hell. He's done. We're going to have to fight now, you and I. You're not my best friend now. I can't. Okay, that's fine. That. No, that's it. I mean, hey, no, but if that's what you're going to say, that there's because he's gone, nobody's be able to put it together. About David like, Wright okay. like that. You can't be my best friend. I pushed like that. him to the side, hey, hey, hey. and I went after the rest of your sorry hey, ass hey, roster. Hey, hey, <laughs> hey. I'm not saying I disagree. I'm saying you can't say that to me and expect to still be my best friend. I'm not nodding my head going, I'm going to kick your ass. I'm going to kick your ass now. I got to do that. I don't think I've ever spit more truth in on this show. Yeah, but you just spit in my face and came into my in house. In the face. You came into my house and did it. No one in comes into face. our house and pushes us around. Live from the Geico Studios where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more in car insurance. More info. Visit Geico.com. We'll get to the 0-4 UCLA Bruins in a second, but as Deb said, Yankees beat the Red Sox tonight by the final of 11-6. They clinch home field advantage for what will be their wild card loss to the A's <laughs> on Wednesday night. Home he, run for Aaron Judge, his first since July 21st. Yeah, Yankees uh, tied the record for most home runs in a year uh, tonight uh, with the 97 Mariners. How about that? Can any of those guys pitch? Well, that's the best part about this story is because right now Aaron Boone is sweating profusely trying to figure out who is going to pitch in this wild card game because he doesn't know. He said it's either Tanaka or it's Hap or it's Severino. Either he's alive or he's dead or the cops got him or they don't. This is why I love this because Aaron Boone has been able to manage a team to the playoffs without making one decision all year long, without having one moment where he's had to step up and actually make a difference anywhere. He allowed Gary Sanchez to loaf. They put him on the DL. They fell out of contention in the AL East, and Aaron Boone still didn't say or do anything. And now here they are, and he's got to pick the right guy, or he's going to get crucified. 
I could have managed the Yankees this season. I could have. Me. I could show up and say, okay, guys. You know what? We haven't done a job Jason can do without any experience in oh, a while. Yeah, but there's a lot of jobs I could do without that. Yeah, but we haven't done any of no. those rankings. I but, mean, we had a slideshow going for a while. I could have managed the Yankees this year. Now Aaron Boone's got to make the right call. Remember and you used to have Matt awesome. Harvey Day and Clayton Kershaw Day? Yeah. And now you're easy ripping days. on Aaron Boone. Ah, well, because the, it was easy. He allowed the Yankees to fall out of contention by not trying anything to spark them. And now here they are, and he's got to make the biggest decision of the year because if he's wrong he's going to get crucified because he hasn't made anything well the scary thing he's is how, how they the right haven't guy. they haven't had to to really juggle i mean you dealt with some injuries but they still win 99 games even with this rotation right when we talk about the record of home runs and, and all of that that's that's all fine and good but on the on the mound it's just been interesting to watch because it's really been severino and everybody else this entire season. I mean, CC Sabathia gets more run for getting run 24 hours ago than he has for anything he's done on the mound, as he probably says goodbye. Nine and seven on the year with the three, six, five, still getting it done, but probably not in a Yankee uniform anymore. Sonny Gray, insert your punch lines here. And Tanaka, 12 and six with a three, seven, five. Not a guy you're trusting. No. I mean, Severino's the one guy. I mean, I yep. love Jay Happ. But Jay Happ. Not J-A, he will, Jay he, Happ. He would be the only one pitching on normal rest right. coming out, so it could be Happ. But it's like, really? That's who you're going to throw over Severino, who's got 19 wins but hasn't pitched as well as Jay Happ lately? And, oh, by the way, Tanaka, who you're paying a lot of money to, oh, this is awesome because I guarantee you he's going to get no sleep between now and Wednesday. Who am I going to pitch? Who am I going to pitch? Who am I going to pitch? It's going to be awesome. Hap pitching to a 2-3-4 with a 6-0 record since coming to the Yankees. So certainly garnering that consideration. But uh, a lot of drama because, let's face it, they're fa- they're going up against everybody's darling in terms of the, hey, look how they achieve despite spending no money and playing in front of an empty, empty ballpark uh, in the Oakland A's, welcoming them to Yankee Stadium. So it's, it's going to be a fun buildup over the next couple of days to see exactly how this falls out. I don't know who to pick, okay? Just, I don't know. Just help me out. By the way, classy move by the Yankees today. They did take out a full-page ad in the New York Post to congratulate David Wright on a distinguished career. Yeah, I will say that was classy. I like that they put the giant Yankee Except, logo on yeah, there. Yeah, that's the yeah! thing. They congratulate <laughs> David Wright. Right, and I, no I picture of him. Too. Congratulations <laughs> to David Wright in a great career with the Mets, and the Yankee logo takes it's up half fantastic the fantastic with the. That's a real. Stripe. That's a real headline. That's a real. <laughs> that's a real. That's thing. a real New York Post. I mean, thing? you can see he's okay. looking at a newspaper here. All right, that's a real. It does headline. not look like it's Photoshop. All right, it looks glassy. Big Yankee logo <laughs> instead of a picture of David Wright, <laughs> complete You're with sure the trademark. That's real. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, meanwhile, speaking of dumpster fires, hey, there's this one. Out of the pistol right now. Third down and four of the 35. Montez Fekana turns a corner, and here he goes. 20-15-10, five, touchdown, Steven Montez. Poop fest. <laughs> Colorado that sounds, Radio Network. That, that sums it up. Uh, Steven Montez, 237 through the air and a touchdown to go along with 81 yards on the ground and two scores. Colorado runs away from UCLA 38-16. Dropping Chip Kelly to 0 and 4 his first year at UCLA. They lost to Cincinnati by a touchdown. They got beat up by Oklahoma. They got thumped by Fresno State. Now they get thumped by Colorado. 
Um, this could end up, and I, I'm not being facetious when I say this, they could go over this season. Look at the rest of their schedule, right? Before I say, oh, my God. Oh, but here's the rest of the, now They're 0-4. They haven't beaten Colorado. They haven't beat, didn't beat Fresno State, didn't beat Cincinnati. They play against Washington, who's ranked 11th. Right. Then they're at Cal, who's ranked 24th. Then they're home against Arizona. All right, Arizona's 500 team. But Still trying to figure their way out, right? Yeah. Then they play Utah. Utah's already won a couple of games. Then they play at Oregon, who's ranked 19th. Then they're at Arizona State, who is having a much better start than anybody expected under Herm Edwards. Then they got USC, and then they play against Stanford, who was ranked 7th. UCLA may not win any of those games. No, that is Are they going to be favored in any of those no. games? That's going to be really no, hard. They should potentially. I mean, curious to see what happens with Arizona as where they're at right now. But otherwise, no, I, I don't think they are. First 0-4 start for the Bruins since 1971. Chip Kelly. I mean, I don't know. Can you survive going over even though it's your first year? Can you do that? Can you survive going over? I think so. I, th- I think you got enough cachet. You got enough history that you say, look, we, we took a gamble on a guy who really doesn't fit our system as a – veteran quarterback, and now we're trying to get our pieces in place. Yeah, I think you can, because you know why? Other than you and I, because they're on a spotlight game on a Friday night, nobody cares, because in Los Angeles, in all seriousness, in Los Angeles right now, what are everybody doing? They're trying to get scalp tickets to a damn exhibition game (laughs) to watch LeBron James walk out in a jumpsuit. That's it. I mean, that's where we're at in the sports calendar, not to mention the greatest show on turf, Part two with the Rams, yeah, Chip Kelly can go and, and they can field nobody and run around in circles. Ooh. Nobody cares right I now. I don't know, man. 0-12 is pretty embarrassing. You can only that's go up from there, bad. buddy. They'll have the number one pick in the high school draft. That's though, right. So that's good at least. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Whoa. Whoa. They don't kill the muskrat in muskrat love. Are you sure, they though? They don't know. Yeah, they don't you love it. it so much, you want nobody else to have it. No, but this is about breeding muskrats. Yeah. Oh. Creating more muskrat dinners ah. by then bringing out the gun to shoot them. Do you think we've you think we've cloned muskrats at this point? Why wouldn't we? You think? I mean, we've cloned sheep, right? So yeah. it would be like, where would muskrats be on the list of things we need to clone? 988 million. Yeah, it would be 750. It would be low. It, it, I mean, at least the be beaver does something positive. The muskrat, I don't think he adds value. What does the muskrat do? I don't know. I mean, it has some love. And- I mean, why, why you compare it to a beaver? Like, why? I mean, I was just kind of going down the general rodent like. No, it's a Friday night animal. If there were, t- if there were too many beavers, we would have no water flow. There'd be no rivers and oceans. It would be all dammed up. I'm not saying we needed to overpopulate the world with them. You but know, I'm saying they at least add value. How has there not been. A superhero facing a villain called the Beaver, and the villain has this really big tail that's powerful. Working and just, on like, it, knocks the crap out of people and can knock building de- buildings eh, it's down. It's part of my uh, sketches in the middle of the really night. big, sharp teeth, and you got to watch out for it. I mean, you could make the Beaver into something really scary. Yeah, I'm in. Let's go. I mean, why not? Yeah, Venom. That. All right. I mean that, and I mean they already used the naked mole rat. I mm-hmm. always wanted to do a cartoon about a naked mole rat, and then they did one. Could Justin Beaver be it? Oh, wow. That was, you got to do that. What about Justin yeah. Bieber, TJ? Oh, uh, we it's actually Bieber. are going to have the weekly rat rankings. Oh, yeah. Coming it's kind up of a big next deal. Hour on the show. 
You know, we have a we have a thing between us who's whose city's rats are more powerful. Well, every New week York, it's Chicago. called rat yeah. business on yeah. Fox Sports Radio. Yeah, so we're going to do the weekly Associated Press, which cities have the best rats. And there's a big city jumping up to number three. Oh, this look week. at that. Yeah. With a bullet. I mean, Chicago. Just like the one that went through that muskrat. Chicago, what happened at Wrigley Field earlier this week. Oh, yeah. No, Got a big no story question. out of New York, too, but there's a surprise there's city. There's no fighting in the bleachers. <laughs> But I don't think he got that high, did he? <laughs> uh, no, I, no, 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 that didn't happen. But there is no fighting in the bleachers. There's no sure. rats in the bow. Oh, yes, there, there have been fighting in the bleachers. in the bleachers for as long as I've been alive, and then some. But could, you know, couldn't that be a show? The bleachers in Wrigley Field. Oh, that could you be just a put reality a camera show. Up for Are you a kidding half me? Hour a night, just you know, just edit down the video to the best 22 minutes. Yeah, you got to get people to sign a lot of releases, though. Oh, but with all, the crazy beer, with all the beer they're a drinking lot of there, crazy stuff they'll sign anything. The they'll sign it. You put it on their ticket. You know, what they used to do is they the cameraman used to entertain Harry between innings. Like, hey, look, oh, some lovely ladies. Yeah. <laughs> and all Brent Musburger. Like, and then sometimes they'd come back and they'd be on live guys stepping into the batter's box. Like, all right, it's time to switch to the other camera. Time to switch to the other camera. Crazy times. Car shopping can be confusing with terms like dealer price, list price, and invoice. True Car shows you what other people paid for the car you want so you can recognize a good price. When you're ready to buy a new or used car, visit True Car for a more confident car buying experience. Time now for our fearless upset specials of the week in college football and the NFL. We do it every week. Take a top 25 college football game, one NFL game, and we pick our upset special. So far, I'm 4-2 and two this year. Four and zero in college football. Four and zero, four and zero on the money line. And you know you cashed a ticket earlier when you had Charlotte minus five point five. <laughs> no, <laughs> I am going to go with Stanford getting six and a half over Notre Dame. Stanford. You know I've never seen it abbreviated. SU. That's Stanford University. It's yeah, first it's time. A, it's SU. It, my brain immediately went to that bright orange shirt. Syracuse. And your school. Cues, I'm like, yeah. I think you're conflating things. Excuse you. Uh, look, Stanford's making big plays. They're throwing the ball well. No, Bryce Love has not had the start to the season that he has, but Costello was throwing the ball really well. Stanford's big game last week against Oregon. This is a huge game for Stanford. They score too many points, and Notre Dame still struggles a little bit too much. Stanford getting six and a half. Bryce Love will have a Bryce Love-type game. Stanford wins on the field. But I'm I'll, going, still, I'll still take the points. There you go. I'm going to the whiteout. I'm going to take Penn State to win outright a four-point underdog at home. Buckeyes have already given up 20 gains of at least 30 yards. No Nick Bosa. Explosive plays. Your guy, McSorley, getting it Ugh. done Ugh. for the Penn State Nittany Lions at home. Well, this is the big game, whether we find out if Penn State are real or they're frauds. There you go. We'll find out tomorrow. National. I'll be texting you all day. National Football League. I'm saying there is no letdown. I am taking four points and taking the Detroit Lions over the Dallas Cowboys. Detroit found themselves against the Patriots on Monday night. They found a rushing game. on Johnson is huge. Whether he gets the ball 10, 15, 20 times, he is a difference maker at running back. They don't have to get by like they've done in the past few years. He's a legit three-down threat. Detroit is scoring. Dallas, as we talked about a few minutes ago, a disaster waiting to happen. Things are going to get worse for them before it gets better. Detroit scores a ton, and they win this one big. But 
I'll still take the four points. I enjoy that one a lot. That was one that I had circled as well as Detroit, a team that's going to be interesting to watch these next couple of weeks, but we'll get into that as the show develops. I'm going to get a little uh, cheeky here and go out and uh, on a big limb, getting four on the road right now. The Cincinnati Bengals going up against that depleted Atlanta defense, looking for Andy Dalton, looking at Tyler Boyd, looking at a little more Giovanni Bernard, too much offense. Not often you could say that going up against Atlanta, but that's what I'm saying. The Bengals getting it done on the road. Look at you. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 